Welcome to the Heaping Scoop Podcast, where balance meets lifestyle, the best place to get your mind and body in shape, with your hosts, Andrew Shepard and Bryce Wiggins. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing how you can make it to the professional level in football or soccer with our friend, William Centeno. Welcome. Hey guys, I'm William. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Excited it's for to... the upcoming podcast. Yeah, it's great to have you have you on. Um, so to get us started here, um, growing up, what sports did you play? Obviously, this this episode revolves around playing, you know, football. What sports did you play growing up uh, besides football, or was it just that? Uh, I mean, I was back then. I was uh, I'm a bit of an athlete and everything, so I believe. Like, I played every sport, and I was decent at each one. Um, obviously, growing up in the States, you're playing basketball, football. Uh, those are, like, the main sports, so I was playing that in the, in the neighborhood. Um, and then with my family, it would be soccer. So mm-hmm. mo- mostly with my friends, it would be basketball, football. Uh, I mean, I don't know what I, I, I would even help my friend out when he was training for lacrosse, so... Oh, really? I was involved in a lot. I was involved in a lot of sports, but uh, soccer came afterwards with, with with my family. Okay, and you didn't play like any, um, I guess, um, like club sports for like I guess travel ball for like baseball or like anything like that. Like you said, basketball, right? So, were you on a team, like a rec team for that, or anything? No, I was never on the rec team. It was always just like with the neighborhood friends playing those okay. sports. So just for fun. The only team, yeah, the only teams I really got involved with was was soccer. Okay, cool. And why, for you, why did um, did football like stand out to you, like playing it, and what was the reason why you you played it or started to play it? Well, I actually started liking. American football at first um, mm-hmm. it was actually what I wanted to do just because that's what we played mostly in the neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, but every weekend I would go out and my dad would always play on Sunday uh, on Saturdays with his friends and my family and everyone else would always play so um, at the end of the day I would see them more and I was just kind of around it more so it kind of grew on me and that's basically why why it stuck to me, just because mm-hmm. of, uh, I guess, culture-wise with my family and soccer and all of that. Okay. And you can g- give us kind of a background of of your your culture and your ethnicity. Uh, well, my dad is Ecuadorian, mm-hmm. um, and my mom is Colombian. But they, they both met in New York. So uh, I was born there in New York, but... Um, I actually didn't come to live in any place in South America until right after, during the last semester of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived for a few months and then I went to college and then now I'm here again. But obviously growing up with my family, culture-wise, that's how that's how I learned everything uh, from my family side, like my parents' side. That's where I learned it from them. Awesome. So growing up, when you were in high school and middle school, and middle school, did you play soccer, like on the school teams? Uh, in high school, because middle school, there's no, there's no soccer. I played high school soccer. 
for two years, and then I started playing for the Orlando City Academy team, so I couldn't play with them anymore. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in between that, I had left uh, to go to Colombia for a bit, and then, uh, so like I started high school soccer, I left to Colombia, and then I came back, and then I joined Orlando City's academy. So you, I I know you played for Orleans and you played for Orlando City. Who are you playing for now currently? Uh, they're called Real Cartagena, Real Cartagena, uh, which is uh, second division here in Colombia. Uh, it's where I uh, I signed in December, and it's my first contract, just a six six month contract. Oh, and is it and cool. and is it like a it's a professional contract, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah, second division. Second division. Yeah, that's second cool. division here in Colombia. So again, paid to play football. I, th- I assume that's the dream of many people around the world, and you're living it right now. Yeah, it's crazy because that's the dream, getting paid. But behind the scenes, I mean, you're not always getting paid what you see on TV, you know? Yeah. So right now, I'm getting paid just enough to basically get by because uh, mm-hmm. it's like my first contract and all that stuff. So... Honestly, you guys are probably making more money than me, but it's obviously how how you start and and how you go on from there. Yeah, and just to kind of backpedal here, so in the states before you went to Colombia to play, um, before you got your contract to um, Real Cartagena, did you? play for any of the usl teams or did you play for a club team that kind of helped you um get that contract uh i did a lot of playing in the in the states i did all the youth soccer i played mm-hmm. um the academy obviously high school i did the college and then uh during college i joined a usl2 team um which is basically kind of like a summer thing for most college players. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what else? And from there, honestly, it wasn't, uh, there's this league called UPSL. It's kind of just like an amateur or semi-pro, I guess, adult league. Mm-hmm. And through connections through there, it was what helped me come here. Uh, but I did experience, I would say, mostly every every league over there that's like amateur well where you don't get paid okay and you didn't see yourself i guess kind of playing in the usl you wanted to play international like you're kind of sad well well, actually for for my age other than in the u.s it's not really uh considered the best time to uh, go professionally Mm -hmm. usually professional teams outside of the states would want you being pro like latest 21 years old around there mm-hmm. um, I was actually considering to just uh, stop pursuing it I was gonna give it uh, so I graduated in May I was gonna give it all a fault and wait and see if I could find something in the spring yeah and that's exactly what happened I found I found this team in the spring and um, it was the first opportunity I got I did the tryouts I did everything um, but with the connection I had they helped me come directly for a training with the first team, which is the best thing you can do. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm actually, it's crazy how um, the transition from from playing in college to now 
professional or wanting to be professional um, in a league that, you know, you were kind of used to and getting like, I guess, picking up back where you were before. Um, so it actually worked out pretty well for you, uh, as it seems. When yeah. was there, was there ever like a, a moment where you realized like, oh, I want to go pro or was, was that always the idea behind you playing, you know, in the academy and club soccer and then Rollins and then now um, on your professional contract in Columbia? Yeah, it was always something that I wanted. Um, once I got into playing it and started joining youth teams, that was always the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, so since like the very, about the very beginning, I've always wanted to play professionally. And I remember always telling, like one day I played bad. Uh, I, I, was, I always grew up playing with guys older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he, my dad used to play as well, he still does. So whenever he would play with with the older guys, his friends, he would bring me along to play with them so that I can start, you know, getting the grasp of of, of playing with older players. Right. And one day I just played really bad, and we had a little argument. I told him that I would play professional soccer or whatever. <laughs> that was yeah. That was just always the thing. <laughs> yeah, you had to put it yeah. to him <laughs> to prove <Yeah>. him wrong. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> So when you were growing up, was there ever like a specific footballer or like a, somebody you looked up to as like an icon that somebody you wanted to follow, like they inspired you to play? Actually, I'm not one to watch men, much soccer on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like the best, like my favorite thing to do. I didn't start watching it until like the 2010 World Cup, mm-hmm. uh, which was what got me into it. Uh, but I've never really had a specific player that I liked. I have a specific team that I, I like to watch sometimes, which is Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But other than that, n- no specific players, no nothing. I, I kind of just enjoy it for what it is. Don't really have any specifics. And I kind of just watch the major games. I don't really keep along like throughout the whole league, like the Premier League. Obviously, the, the bigger teams I would watch, but but not like insane of watching a sport on TV, actually. And people make fun of me of that. <laughs> but it's whatever <laughs> yeah i mean on it, it's uh it's interesting because you would think that most people grow up just watching it um and then which, they which get most into people it a lot. do yeah right right <laughs> yeah. and i guess it goes both ways where like you can become over analytical about the things um that you watch and it's like oh well i want to try to do those things um was it, did you ever like, cause I know at Rollins, did you, you had to watch tape, I assume, right? Like the, Oh, I, I love watching my, my own, my own tape okay. when it comes to watching like other teams and like, I love being able to watch, uh, the team that I'm about to play against. Cause then it gets me more prepared for the game that's to come mm-hmm. when it has to like do with me. And me being involved with the games and stuff, then I like it. For example, I I never watched uh, I never watched a game. Uh, well, I did, but like second division, I never watched a professional game. But now that I'm in the second division here in Colombia, I'm actually watching the games now just to see who my like my competition is and all of that. And they're pretty local, right? The teams. What do you mean by that? Like in your in in the uh, do you play all over Colombia in each city or? 
Yeah, it's all over Colombia. I mean, okay. there's teams in. I'm in Cartagena. Mm-hmm. There's teams in Medellin. There's teams in Cali. A lot of teams in Cali. Uh, other coastal teams in Barranquilla, mm-hmm. uh, Bogota, the capital, and and yeah, just and more. So, have you ever struggled with an injury throughout your career in the past? Yeah, well, I had a minor injury growing up with my ankle, which was only two weeks. Yeah. And that was the only thing I had up until college. My freshman year of college, I I tore a muscle in my hip or a cartilage in my hip's joint. And mm-hmm. it's like, right, this is the hip and joint. It was just like a tear in there. And I was basically out for like six months because I didn't know what it was. So I basically missed out on my freshman year of college. And uh, that kind of slowed me down. But at the same time, uh, it was a good little break since I've been playing since like probably what, like eight years old. Mm-hmm. It was a good little break to have, you know, because sometimes you need that break. And I've, I've always been like nonstop. A lot of games during the week and stuff. So uh, that was my major injury after that. I've, I mean, I've dislocated the shoulder, my shoulder, but it's not like months long injury, you know, so how how long did uh did it take for your your hip to recover so after so when it happened i didn't know what it was so mm-hmm. it was about when do we start college like around september october and then so like i waited two weeks three weeks and then i went back into playing and then i would feel it again then i got like uh my surgery around november 20 something and it took three months from there to be able to start uh, recovering from it, like doing therapy and all that. Mm-hmm. So in total, it probably took about like four months, but altogether without knowing what it was and all of that, not being able to play and compete, it was probably like six months. Okay. Until I, I actually started playing again. I'm, I would have been, like I remember, I would always have like lingering injuries um, when I played. Um, nothing too serious as as you described, like with, having to get surgery or like any tears but i i hated being out like all the time it it sucked but like you said you do need those breaks to kind of take a step back and and work on the things that you need to take care of before you go 100 percent on the field so yeah just basically like a little reset Mm -hmm. so you you're playing for real carter henya now correct yeah so do you ever well i shouldn't say do you ever but ideally is your plan to move up to the first division eventually in colombia the idea is to get better and better teams better and better contracts obviously that's the goal it doesn't always happen the way you want it like right now i'm actually struggling on this team uh with playing time and all that there's about let's just put it 40 players on a team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they have a consistent, like, 18 players that go to this, the games over and over. Um, so right now I'm actually struggling to to find playing time and all that. But I'm training every day with them. Uh, since the games are, like, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, there's really no breaks. The breaks that we have are just, like, recovery times and training sessions. Um, so the good thing is that I'm training and then... Uh, after the six months are up, it's 
time to see what's next, you know, because, uh, you know, it's a very competitive world, and uh, if you do good, you won't, you may not find a, uh, you may find a team, and if you don't, you may not, so the idea is to go up, but we'll see what happens from here. That's good. I, I um I remember like I, I feel like you'd be the always one on the Rollins team that worked the hardest. Um because I would see you on the field like doing extra extra training sessions. And that's what you gotta do. You gotta put in the time and the and the effort if you wanna get to the next level and, and clearly you've 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 shown that so far. And now you gotta keep going and work even more to get that uh the starting starting position. So Yeah, the reality team. is that even though you've you've made it pro, uh, the hardest well that's probably the hardest part. But it's it's still hard when you are pro because you have to keep consistency, mm-hmm. and uh, you know being in the country with all your family and your friends that's also hard. Mm-hmm. And like you know just trying to keep doing your things right from day to day. So I mean, it's it's part of the game. <laughs> So since we've been talking about uh, you playing internationally and and being at that professional level so far in in, uh, the Division Two of in the Colombian League, um, do you feel that playing on the international stage um, has helped you develop your game, and in what ways have you found it um, helpful? Well, there's big differences in in countries and the way they play the way they grow grow up playing we can obviously talk about the systems that they they play in um Mm -hmm. over there you would usually play with two holding mids over here they love to play with one holding mid Uh, and obviously every coach has different uh, opinions how to play how to defend how to mark how to attack Um, so honestly just mainly changing in, in coaches and then going up as you go up higher in the levels you start learning drastically a lot more um, from from professional coaches. Mm -hmm. And then you're obviously comparing uh, college where you have to go to school and train and play uh, comparing to professional level where you just train and play. So uh, I think all of it has helped me. uh, Being college, just being on top of my things, being on time, you know, being considering your sleep schedule everything mm-hmm. and in the professional level for example here in 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 south america they're more like dirty in the way that they play so you have to be more more careful which is something that i grew up with with my family because we were mostly with south americans and they grew up in this in south america so they would bring the same style of play mm-hmm. um but yeah just uh honestly it's just a, a whole big journey that you kind of just develop and grow as you go along. And I think, uh, all of, all of whatever, what I've experienced has helped me, um, in every single way off the field, on the field systems and, and all. What kind of, what, what drew you to, um, or attracted you to that, um, style of play? Well, you kind of, uh, you kind of uh, build your own style of play. So, I mean, in college, you, you kind of run a lot, you know. But I've actually learned that uh, this coach that I actually I'm with right now makes us run even more than what college players do. So, yeah. 
I guess that honestly helped me. But uh, being uh, protective, it, it, it drew me to that because you always got to protect yourself, you know. Um, if you're going to go in, in a 50-50 ball, you always have to protect yourself at the end of the day. You want to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just being cautious of your surroundings, you never know uh, what the intentions of the other players are. So it's it's good to learn uh, how to f- get around those situations or come out of it, or even if you have to step out of it so that you could keep playing. It all depends. Mm-hmm. So before you signed for Real Cartagena, was there like a trial you had to go through or did you just practice with the first team, like train with them and then you went from there? So uh, there was a trial situation because I came before the season started. Uh, so in the States, I tried to go to tryouts with, with teams, but they wouldn't really allow me to go in and try out, like train with them to be able to try out. Mm-hmm. I would have to go through a whole system of doing tryouts with some players and, and none of those players were ever, uh, well, there was obviously some good players here and there and then there was other players that weren't as good. So those tryouts aren't really the best because you can't really show yeah, uh, your true playing. Uh, but for the Real Cartagena situation with the with the help that I had, they, they took me... It was a tryout. There was playing players trying out, but you were also training with the first-team players. So you can like compare yourself to the first-team players, which I think is the best situation. But yeah, the trial was basically until they decided whether they needed to see you more or if they already made the decision on on staying with you. And um, that was the case. I would say like the trial was for about like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Were were you playing like every day um, or training every day um, with that trial period or how did it kind of work out? So, yeah, I got here uh, in a city I've never been to. Uh, I got here on a Sunday. The next day they, we went straight into training. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was every day. We didn't. Uh, they would give us one day off in the week because obviously there was no games. So we would have that break. Um, and during the trials, yeah, that's, it was every day except for one, one rest day in the week. Um, and then from there, I just, as, as soon as I was on the team, I would say they were already, cause this team wants to go to first division this year, hopefully. So mm-hmm. they're preparing, uh, since last year with the players that they had, uh, they were already straight going into preseason since December. What was your what was your mindset going into that? Like, did you think, oh, I I may I may not make it because they already have their set players, or did you think like, oh, I have a chance? Well, you always want to see how you play comparing to them, and when mm-hmm. I was playing like with and against them, I believed that I was at the level, so my mindset was in a good place there. Um, I was very positive with the with the things that I did in the in the trial and stuff. So, at the end of the day, it's the coach's decision and their opinion on what they like. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, I thought I I did pretty good in the trial. Is there anything that you do personally to kind of prepare yourself for that, or anything you do before the games, maybe? No, or training I guess the, sessions. The I best guess. the best preparation that you can have 
when you're going to go into a trial is that you never know when you're going to have a trial. Like this literally happened, let's say, a Thursday and I left on a Sunday. <laughs> so, uh, the tri- like just always be prepared because you never know when mm-hmm. you're going to have a an opportunity. Uh, yeah, just the best preparation is to be prepared for whenever you can go. Right. So compared to when you were on the college team at Rollins and where you are now, like how is like the team dynamics between those two teams? Like, which one do you prefer? The professional level is probably always going to be the the answer. Uh, here in Colombia, especially, they're very uh, skillful with their technique and all that stuff. They're passing, and honestly, since the college, the college uh, soccer. You have a season only in fall, and then here it's the whole year. So just comparing that, you have more time to prepare for games, more time for training, more time for team trainings, whereas compared to the college game, you have play, rest, recover, play, and not much. The only time you would probably talk about tactics and try to get better and and team uh bonding and like kind of recognizing your players is probably in the preseason and that was only like two or three weeks long Hmm. so do you have an agent that kind of helped uh i guess push for a contract in colombia or um did you kind of just do it with your family and the connection that you had so no like proper agent i i don't know i'm not sure if you had one or not Oh, I wasn't, like, to be able to come here, um, mm-hmm. I did speak with an agent. He did have the connections. I never signed with him, but he was willing to help out um, with the connections that he had. And then, obviously, if if my career goes well, maybe we'll talk about signing things and stuff like that. But right now, I'm just winning, uh, winning the minimum here. So um, it was a good place to start. Um, and yeah, he helped. He helped me out a lot. The best way to get trials and stuff is through an agent, because their their words are stronger than just a random player that wants to come and try out. Right. Um. So that was a big help. But there are I I have seen a lot of situations where players don't need agents. Mm-hmm. But I would say having an agent and someone who can speak of you and about you, and back you up was the probably the best way to get into the professional world. Got it. Um. And I guess the people that you played with in club and stuff, have you seen any of like your close friends um, want to do the same? And have you ever um, like, are they at that same level of professional level, maybe in like a different league or a different country playing right now? Yeah. I mean, since I've always been competitive in the competitive leagues with Academy and all of that, um, I saw it at a very young age. I think uh, when I was in the academy for the U18s, mm-hmm. there was players on the U.S. national team for their category of age. And uh, there was players that were getting homegrown signings to the Orlando City First Division. Mm. Uh, there was players that I played against that are playing, uh, for for example, I think Weston, Weston McKinney. Mm-hmm. He's in yeah. Juventus. Yeah. I played against them when I was at Orlando City when we played against FC Dallas. Oh. So there's players that I, uh, I've i played against that are higher level, and then there's players that I played with that are higher level. And then there's also uh, older guys, like uh, 
retired professional players that I've played with that have been at that higher uh, level. But yeah, you you're if you're aspiring to go pro, you're eventually gonna see a bunch of players uh, play at that high level and maybe go higher than you. And mm-hmm. then at the team that I'm at right now, there's a bunch of players that are on the Colombian national team. Uh, so, yeah. That's awesome. Just out um, of curiosity, I know you said you have your, you said your mom is from Colombia and your dad is from Ecuador, correct? Yeah. Okay, that that is correct. So, yeah. what made you choose to go to Colombia to play football as opposed to like any of the other South American countries? Uh, the best thing to for a person is when they have their uh, nationality in a country because then okay. you don't take up it, an international spot. Um, but my dad's friend, the first time that I came to Colombia was through my dad's friend. And growing up, there was a situation where I had a potential professional signing and I needed my citizenship mm-hmm. um, to be able to sign. Uh, I got it through my mom. It took a bit longer, um, but I got the citizenship through my mom, so I have dual uh, citizenship. Uh, but that whole situation fell through. But either way, I stood with my with my citizenship and the opportunity. Like the agent that I had spoken with, I told them that I had nationality in Colombia, and that makes it a lot easier because, and like the whole team could be Colombians, but the the whole team can't be from other places. There can only be like three or four players from another place. Mm-hmm. And I assume those three or four players from other places they reserve for like people who are really good, like. Yeah, usually you want to have those players be the best players yeah. because then you would be wasting an international spot. Right. For example, on this team we have our coaches from Argentina, um, and he scouted about. I think it's three players from Argentina. And one player from Ecuador. Okay. And I guess just I'll ask you this final question here before we wrap up. So, for someone who's aspiring to try and make it in professional football or soccer, whatever you want to say, like what advice can you give to them? Seeing that you have you're you're doing it right now, so what can you tell people that want to do this? I mean, it's I guess the same advice that anybody would give: just keep training, don't give up. There's a lot of situations where players go professionally at different levels, and you're going to hear it a lot after after the age of 21. You're going to hear it a lot that it's already too late and all that stuff. Uh, but just to not give up, keep training, believe in what you're doing. As you go uh, go through the years, try to, try to find connections because those connections at the end of the day is what's going to help you. Maybe find a different team and, and stuff like that. Um, so basically, just just to not give up. If it's really what you want, if you don't give up, I believe it's possible. Obviously, aside from uh, injuries that could stop you from playing, I believe that if you just keep training and doing the things right, um, being loyal to the game and not getting distracted by anything else, you should be good. It's a good answer. Yeah. I think many people would would agree with you. Um, work hard, train hard and uh do with what you got you know in in each situation um regardless of what that is you may have less than the other person but you have to you have to give 
the maximum effort to whatever you have and yeah. play to your advantages. So, yeah, and that's that's true to anything else you want to be, uh, whether it be a career, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be uh, a business. You always want to be the best at what you do. Yep. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate and review each episode and follow us on social media. Stay fit and keep grinding.